first time you go in the valley, you freak out. And I've done it. And then the next time it's like, you still freak out, but not as much. And so like now you've been through them and then the reward is so much greater. And then you can teach the next group and no one's teaching them that. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor. We've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isberger. And uh, Wendy, I've been thinking lately. You do that a lot. I know I do, especially right (laughs) before the show starts. Shut up, everybody. It's a setup. Yeah. So on our biggest breakthrough, what what I've discovered is that oftentimes you're really kind of, you're like the nexus for this show, don't you think? What? The Nexus. I'm the, the Nexus. Do you know what Nexus means? I don't think so. I know it used to be a hair care product. <laughs> Nexus. Okay. No, we're talking about something completely different than hair products. Okay. Uh, don't worry when I say that to you. I really mean that as a compliment because I had to go look up the word too. And we're going to learn a lot more about the word Nexus in the coming 20, 30 minutes. But it basically means to bind and to connect. Uh, it's really a central link or connection. If you happen mm-hmm. to be the Nexus of something, you're right in the middle of it, like standing in the middle of an intersection. Oh, that'd be you. That's me. I do like to get in the thick of things and I do like to connect and I love connecting with our guests. And I'm so excited that we're connected with today's guest. On today's show, we're going to talk with our guest about the ways in which God has been using him as the founder of the Nexus Mountain Network. Just loaded the app. You'll hear more about that. Very cool. We want to find out how it came into being and how when people are joined together in this sort of a nexus, how God is able to achieve his purposes through them once we're united. And there are seven mountains of influence we're going to talk about. I'm really excited to get into that. Yeah, this is going to be fantastic. So our guest today is Chad Hawley, and he is the founder and of the Worldwide Nexus Mountain Network and the Nexus Podcast. So if you are into podcasts, if you're listening to this one, go check out that one as well. But he has a master of business degree from Wayne State University and spent 20 years in part of the pharmaceutical industry. And he was in sales for all that time and marketing and training and management. So he was definitely in a totally different space, but he is now the author of purpose will save your life. And you're going to hear all about how his purpose is, is making a big wave. So welcome to the show, Chad. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on your biggest breakthrough. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're, so, we're excited. Chad, you've got a great story. I peeked in a little bit on your stuff and just got a little flavor for what's going on. I'm really anxious to hear more as our listeners are as well. But just let's start right out from the beginning. What is your story and how did this whole network, this Nexus network thing come about? I think my story started in my 40s. <laughs> so really? based on, because I was like, we were cruising, my wife and I and our family was cruising for 20 years love the Lord, love to be in different types of ministry. I've had success in business. Not only was I running in the pharmaceutical industry, at times I was bored because I had the capacity to do more. So I started other businesses using my creativity to achieve different successes on the professional level. But my story really starts uh, a few years ago when I was cruising along and I got the phone call. I had to, I got the phone call from the doctor that Nobody wants to get, and it's 
the doctor saying you have cancer. And so that was a surprise to me because I was relatively, I thought I was relatively healthy. You're young. I looked young, younger than what I usually am. Most people think I'm younger than when I am. But so I felt like, wow, this is a surprise. The doctor was surprised. So based on looking at you, you don't look like you have cancer. Mm -hmm. And we went through this process that was, I would say was difficult, but it wasn't devastating. And my faith was, I had what the Bible called that peace that passed all understanding. I really had it. I slept at night. I didn't think too much of it except for, okay, God's just, just going to do something. And after my, I had two surgeries and after the second surgery, the doctor said, okay, we're at a crucial point here. We're going to do another test in 30 days. And in this scan, if it shows something after your second surgery, wow. What kind of cancer were you diagnosed with? So it was, I had a lump in my neck and then I had some cancer in my throat and it was up in this area. And so I had a surgery that ripped out all my lymph nodes in my neck. I had another surgery that was in my throat. And then that's where they said, we're going to do another scan to see if it spread beyond that. And so that's where it was like, okay, if it already spread in 30 days, that's aggressive. And that's cause for alarm. And he said, but I don't think it's going to show up that way. They were saying that all along based on looking at you and you're probably fine. And it just wasn't, it just kept getting more bad news. And so they do the scan and I remember getting the call and I remember sitting in, I think it was a Home Depot parking lot. And the doctor tried to do small talk with me. And I knew this moment was significant. And I said, doctor, just get to it. And he said, I'm sorry, Chad, but it's already spread. We found more. And that was crushing. So up until this point, I had all this piece of pass understanding. He said, we could try radiation, we could try chemo, and we could try a third surgery to cut out part of your tongue. And these were not good options. And so I'm, I was almost to the point, do I even bother? Do I even try this stuff? Do I try holistic options? And we're fans of that for sure, even though I was in the pharmaceutical industry. And I went to a deep depression for about two, maybe three days. And I asked the Lord one question. I said, God, why did you create me? And I got an answer. At least I thought I got an answer. And the answer was that I got this idea that I was going to create a social network for Christians to connect, learn, and achieve God's purposes in society outside of the four walls of the church. Okay. This is weird because <laughs> you've got, you're the pharmaceutical industry. You've got other businesses going, you have cancer and you're asking God, why, why did you create me? And, and then this, the this thing starts to download in your head, social media type of thing. Just, yeah. Explain that. Yeah. So I, I didn't see it as social media at all, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's actually a network of people. We just happen to have an app that serves as a tool to help us succeed. So it's a network of people and we are coming together in unity. So I, when I get this idea, I'm like, what do I do with this idea? And so I was meditating on death. And so I decided I was going to use my creativity. That's what gave me success professionally. And I used this idea. I went on my computer, just like the one I'm looking at right now. And I went on there and I made a promo video, like a video trailer, uh, like a movie trailer, 90 seconds about the future of my life, including this idea. Wow. And so I, I wrote a script for it. I'm like, who does but that? Like, that's amazing. I don't know. Apparently I, I do. You do. <laughs> Apparently I do. And I needed something. I needed hope. I needed, yeah. I needed to come out something of this funk because you. I had a responsibility to my wife. 
and my four children, I can't just lay here. I can't let my kids see me lay here and wither away. And so I did. And all of a sudden, instead of thinking about death, I got all these ideas and I got these, I did animations and voiceovers and I wrote the script. I organized it because I'm a strong, see myself as a strong communicator. I've done that professionally. I, I enjoy that a lot. And so I've put a lot of thought and put in sequence and order and something that will make impact. And I made this 90 second video. And I took this 90 second video and I submitted it to my inner circle of people. And I said, agree with me that I will live and not die. And I will fulfill this purpose. So power of agreement, not just prayer, yeah, but agreement. Yeah, exactly. But you packed a lot into 90 seconds. I want to see that 90 second trailer. I'm telling you right now. I have it. I have we can a, put I have it here copy. on this podcast, yeah. if you don't mind. I'll be honest. I do have it. And I have showed it to a couple of people, but it's so personal to me. I can't describe how personal it is, like almost like a thing between me and God. And a handful of people have seen it. I still have a copy. And time to time, I go back and watch it. Or if I do show it to someone, I'll just show it on my phone because it's so personal to me that God knows me and that he knows us. And he really does have a purpose for us. Like, this is phenomenal. I didn't really know at the time how like phenomenal it was, or I, I can't proclaim that I was this big, bold, faithful man. It was. I was desperate, but somehow, some reason I did this and I don't know why I did, now I know why I did it. But at the time I was like, I need something to think I'm going to live and it's going to be okay. And so I did this. And so then once I did that and I submitted to my inner circle, Todd and Wendy, everything changed. So I ended up going down to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, to one of the most prestigious cancer institutes in the world. And basically I had 11 appointments lined up. They could have made a million dollars off of me and they were going to try to figure out all these ways to keep me alive. And in my very first appointment with the very first specialist, he spoke to me like he was a prophet and I'm not making this up. Wendy was there. She was in the room. He Wendy's examined wife. me. So, my, <laughs> not you. <laughs> There's another Wendy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Boy, that would have been a story. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the my wife, time. Wendy, yes, spelled with a Y, not an IE. And we were sitting in there and the doctor says, and he pauses and we're both shaking. He says, Chad, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. And we were stunned. And we're like, wait, what? And so he explained why he thought it was nothing wrong with me. I'm like, this is not what the elite specialist in Charlotte, North Carolina said. And according to their scans, they saw it. They showed us the cancer. It spread. And he says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to verify what I think. I'm going to order an ultrasound, ordered the ultrasound. And that was probably four years ago. And not only did he say that it was like these, one of these Pentecostal meetings. He said, not only do I think there's nothing wrong with you. I don't think you're going to have a problem with this ever again, which is weird for a doctor to say that, but it was almost like that. It was like the voice of the Lord coming through him to tell me something supernatural that the Lord was at work and that the thing that I got, the idea that I got was real and that I was going to fulfill it. Miraculous. Do you think the, did you think it was a miracle or it was misdiagnosed or how did you assess it and how did the doctor assess it? Great question. There's two possibilities. There is, here's what we know. In the scan in Charlotte, it was there. In the scan in Houston, it was not there. 
It is possible that there was a misdiagnosis and it was possible that there was an absolute miracle. The other thing that happened was I was in Washington, D.C. at a meeting. I don't know if you know who Lance Wallnow is, but we were in a meeting and we were at the Trump Hotel and we were in a small group meeting and we were meeting with these people and they were praying for me. And that was like on a Saturday. That Two days later on that Monday, I was supposed to get the third surgery and they were going to start chemo and start radiation. And it was crystal clear at that moment that the Lord said no. So much so that the doctor that I met with in that room was in some other country that somehow we got to him and he said, wait. So what I know for sure is that the Lord intervened. In which way, I don't know, but I give him glory for intervening because they would have cut out part of my tongue, gave me chemo and radiation at the very minimum. Well, I think that's a great way to look at healings, whether it was a miraculous healing that God gave or something that wasn't just quite diagnosed, whatever it is. But what you just said is the bottom line. Look, God intervened and God gets the glory, period. I have to ask you, when you put the trailer together and all that and you sent it to friends and something happened there, it was like a catalyst for you. Explain exactly what you said, something about everything started to change. How and why did it change? How it changed was the results I got because I was thinking at one, at that point when I made the movie, I had cancer. Yeah. That's what the doctor said. And I was needed to save my life. I need chemo, radiation, and third surgery. So whatever, what everything changed was I didn't need it. So that was a big deal. The other thing was it, it provided yet the element of hope and faith of maybe, just maybe there's really a reason for my life. Maybe uh-huh. it really made me for a purpose. Mm. And that's why I wrote the book when I, everything is subtle. When the dust settled, I wrote the book, Purpose Will Save Your Life, because it saved my life. Powerful. Yes. So it's beyond just a theory or a concept or a cute message that you hear in church. It's literal and spiritual. Yeah, that's so good, Chad. Yeah. And someone listening right now needs to hear from you right now because they're dealing with a, a diagnosis, maybe themselves, and that they don't need to settle in with that word that they can continue to hear from God and allow him to intervene because he can do the miraculous and change that diagnosis on a dime, just like he did for you. But I I want to dive in on just your faith journey, because I would imagine, I don't know your full faith journey, so maybe we need to start from the beginning, but I would imagine within this, this diagnosis and this whole miraculous type of situation that it, changed the level of your faith. So let's talk about the beginning of your faith and then how your faith changed when all this occurred. Yeah, I was kind of like a prodigal son where I was raised in a Christian home and then I went off to college. I was I, I was really I was really raised by a too strong of a religious mindset and so I didn't want anything to do with religion because if that's what it was, I didn't want anything to do with it. And then I went off to college and then I met my wife Wendy, not you. <laughs> During that time, and we were, at the time we weren't saved, but she decided, hey, I, I'm going to give my life to God. And I realized how awesome she was. And so I was like, I don't want to lose her. And I always knew I wanted to give my life back to God. I just didn't know if I was ready yet. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And in that moment, I actually was the social of the fraternity of the largest fraternity at Western Michigan University. <laughs> and I stood up in front of all my bros 
at the end of a meeting, I was the one responsible for parties that with their sorority. And, wow. and so I stood and told them I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, man. And I remember, I always remember doing That's that. That's a different I, friend. Was there drinking going on at that party at the time? Because that might explain something for some of those guys. <laughs> there was always drinking going on. Yeah. Okay. Right. At all it's a proud house. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't doing it during that time. But, and I always remember they didn't have a grid for that because- I actually lived in the fraternity house and our house, the fraternity house always sounded like this, <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. And so That's good. I would go in my room and I remember reading my Bible and just trying to consume myself with God and his word. And I would turn on like these noise machines to try to dry, <laughs> to chime up the partying going on. And I remember my buddies coming in at one in the morning and be like, Hey man, what's up? Let's go party, man. And like, what, what are you doing, man? And I'd be like, I'm reading the Bible. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. Let's go. <laughs> and so there was times That's where crazy. I would actually get up and I said, all right, I'll go with you. And I would just be <sighs> joyful. Yeah. And I would just go in there. And I, sometimes I would dance. I wouldn't have anything to drink or That's nothing. That's amazing, Jeff. And so that kind of started a journey. And my wife and I have been married, just celebrated our 25-year anniversary. And we spent a lot of time. We did Bible college by correspondence at that time. We were always involved in some capacity of ministry. We did street ministry for four years. We got connected with lots of great people who were mentors to our life and just so many awesome people. But here's the thing that I tell people that I noticed a huge difference. So I went into professional. I like the Seven Mountains because I was always one foot in business, one foot in religion. And now I've got a foot in media. And so it's very different. But I had success in business but because I developed skills and experiences and I worked hard. But I didn't have favor. I didn't have the favor of God. I didn't. I did not have. I don't think I had the favor of man. I was promoted by my skills and successes. It wasn't until I answered the call on my life that the explosion of favor came with it. Okay, and that was a huge difference for me that I didn't know and understand until I did it. Until I obeyed. I think that is so powerful, Chad, because I think it's just so human nature for the average person to want to do it on their own. And I've got this. And where's God in the equation? And when we fully surrender because you were in a place that you had to, then that's when God can do what he does. And I, I think it's just such a beautiful message. To yeah. A couple of things hit me. One, I just got to go back because there's the happy. You're back at the frat. Well, no, then. because he's the happy <laughs> Jesus freak mingling with the pagans. And I love it. And just basically just witnessing to them through the presence of God in you. I just pause there for a moment because sometimes I think so many sanctified Christians want to avoid those things that they feel would just discolor things for them. But we can be actually happy, Jesus-free Christians in the midst of all kinds of darkness, correct? Which is what you were. It is, and it's actually our calling. That's why I like Seven Mountains, because... It's easy to go to church and be a Christian, but what are you supposed to do with all this information? And so going out into all these different elements, say more than ever, I think more than ever, at least my lifetime and probably yours more than ever, that we need to be influenced outside of the four walls. We need to embrace the the hurt, yeah. even all the issues that are going on in the world today with LGBTQIA, they are broken, desperate, painful, there's so much pain. And yes, it's wrong, but I also wonder how do we bring a solution to those who are crying out for one versus just pointing at them and saying mm -hmm. it's wrong. 
And that's what we did. We did street ministry for four years and we loved it. We would have bizarre conversations, allow the Lord to do wonderful, interesting things. And a lot of people didn't believe it. So we started videotaping the stuff that we were experiencing. And that is critical is to be out there. Because that's what Jesus would do. He would, that's just what he would do. Yes. We need to be more like Jesus. So well done, Chad. Yeah. Not just refer back to, yeah, exactly. Uh, So Chad, you, Wendy asked you, how did your faith change? And we got a good glimpse of that when you were diagnosed with cancer. And then you asked God, what am I doing here? And all of this download of your purpose, which was then fleshed out in that great trailer that you produced that you still refer to. But a lot of people are still caught somewhere in between. I know that God has a purpose for me. I just don't really know exactly what that would be. Why is it so hard for so many to really nail down what they believe is God's purpose? You're setting me up right now because this is exactly like my core message. Um, So when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, one of the jobs that I had, I was the national sales trainer for the second largest pharma company in the world. And they brought people to me and I did develop a skill that I now use for God's glory. And it was a cool skill. It was a really good job. And I developed training and workshops and programs and all this kind of stuff. And I took those along with my story. I developed the experiences I have with the supernatural. And I did, I put it in this book. And so what I do, the book actually walks people through this. And so people aren't really taught how to think or what to examine or even have the belief. Like, so for example, a lot of people don't know that the milestones in their life, I'll call them peaks and valleys. We have these peaks where things are really good something amazing happens. And then we have these valleys where something terrible happens, we're in despair, and they don't know to go over their timeline and examine them and see trends that actually point them to their future. So you can take a story like Joseph in the Bible. This is biblical. You can go, you can look at his life, and you will see, if you look at his peaks and valleys, you'll see a three or four things in those peaks and valleys that will predict his future. Mm. And so we don't know enough to examine, we don't, we're not taught to examine it. And we always go, oh, I was, I'm in such despair. I can't live. I'm not going to make it. And the first time we're in the valley, we don't have anyone saying, no, I've been there. And this will turn out and you will learn something. I, I know we say that all the time, but if we actually do it. So Joseph, for example, he you look at leadership, dreams, and favor. Like those three things, whether he was in the peak or valley, showed up later in his life to fulfill his purpose. Oh, good. Do the same thing with David. And so what I do is I teach people through the book that I teach them how to know what their circle of influence is, what their, I have a, in the app, we have a a survey that actually you can take and it tells them what their primary and secondary mountain is during this time. And it can change over time. It's that's biblical too, whether they go into government or media or whatever it is. And so people like going, oh my gosh, I just had a revelation. Oh, I, I fit here. This is what my story looks like. This is the circle of service. This is who's supposed to be on my bus. Here's supposed to be off my bus. Here's the next thing I'm supposed to take now. And a lot of people, the last thing I'll say is this, because I went long there. The last thing is one of the most important things is taking the first step. Because some people go, oh, I have a purpose. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Take the first step. That's really Something will materialize. All famous businesses do that. And so that's something that- People are afraid to fail. And that's why they don't take that first step. Real quick on on this note, what do you think the difference is with people and what they think is their purpose? And is it what God's purpose is for them? I think people Mm -hmm. can get tripped up on that. 
Uh, yeah. You want to talk That's a little so bit? Are they, one in the, are they one in the same or distinctly no, different? This How is do you know? so good. Okay. I just spoke on this the other night and I did, I spoken exactly that. And I used the story of Nehemiah. So Nehemiah was called by God. His calling was to rebuild the walls. What if Nehemiah actually said, I, I say there's a distinction between something good and something God. What if Nehemiah said, I feel like I'm supposed to start a men's ministry. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. it is good well. on the surface, <laughs> but he was positioned on purpose. So if he examined his life, he was he had favor from the king of Persia. He was assigned as the cupbearer, which means he had to have trust with the king. That means sometimes he had to drink from the cup of the king to risk his life, which then with the thing that follows trust is favor. And so people don't realize that's why you examine it. That's why you examine these peaks and valleys in your life, because there are clues for your future. And that's an example of it. That's so good. And do you think sometimes people don't want to examine because the valleys aren't very fun to examine? Like it's painful? The luxury of, I think I'm around the same age you are. The luxury of getting older is you have that experience, huh? Get wiser, <laughs> hopefully. When you have those experiences. The first time you go in the valley, you freak out. Yeah. And I've done it. And then the next time it's like, you still freak out, but not as much. And so like now you've been through them and then the reward is so much greater. And then you can teach the next group and no one's teaching them that. Yeah. It's so good. I was just going to say, just on that note, because I'm with you on that, but I know like for me, I, some of the patients I work with, right? Like we'll try to unravel some things and they're maybe in their sixties and seventies and they still have a hard time going and looking at that Valley moment. And so maybe it just depends on the person too. It's not necessarily the years. But. I'm really glad that you're so practical in the way you approach it rather than just ethereal. And it's up there in the cloud somewhere. Because it sounds like what you wrote in your book gives very practical explanation and also implementation, like how to get there. Same thing on the app, which, which really is, I work with a lot of men whose number one question is, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. What's my real purpose? And a lot of times we get that mixed up with what I, with the job that I have in life, which may not actually be my purpose. But I wanted to ask you, do you think over a period of time, especially when you get to my age, do, does the purpose change? Does it evolve? Does it does get older? Yeah. As you yeah. get older, right. Does it start out this way and then change over to that later on in life? Yeah. So I, that's a great question. And so if you notice earlier, when I said you take this survey about your seven mountains, that's why I specifically said right now and things change. So for example, you could look at whether you're a fan of him or not, you could look at Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah. So at one point he was in a business mountain and then he's in the government mountain and then he's in the media mountain. And so he does move based on whatever that is. So if you're looking for a modern day Christian, one of my friends and mentors is Lance Olnow. And so you look at his life. And so he started off in business. He was a pastor. He was in religion. He went to media and then his, his media is about government. And so I do believe that God takes you on a journey. And so my first step in my purpose was to that, hey, the next thing you're going to do about your purpose is you're going to build this thing called the Nexus Mountain Network. The thing is, I don't know where the end result is going to be, and I'm okay with it. I'm just going to choose to believe that I'm going to obey, and wherever he takes me from there is what I'll do. Because even when I started, I never thought about media. I never thought that I was going to do a show. And then all of a sudden, I had so much favor on our show. We're getting these 
world leaders on my show. And I'm like, I don't even have enough followers to get these awesome guests. And so I would use their platforms. I say, okay, put, I develop a good show with excellence. I give it to them. And then they would promote the show. And so then it would go from, Hey, a few handful of followers that I have to millions that they may have. Right. And that's the power of this nexus. It's getting the word out so that we can come together and connect with the people that God wants us to connect with through this app. Not everyone knows about the seven mountains. Do you want to name them? You were already saying media, government, but do you want to go ahead and name them? There's no set definitions. These are general terms to help us and give us guidance because there's even some conversation now like media, for example, is that really media? Or is that now arts and entertainment? Because media has become entertainment. But just for practical purposes, we're looking at business, government, media, arts and entertainment, family, religion, and education. Those are the seven. Yeah. So those are the major power influences that we're all exposed to. And we're all tapping into to some degree or another. And what you're doing with with Nexus Mountain Network is connecting like-minded people who want to discover their purpose, be used of God, and then channel that through their areas of influence within those seven mountains. Is that correct? It is. And so we have three pillars, connect together, learn together, and achieve together. Achieve is the most important thing we want to do. And so because of how early we are, we're not even a year old yet, and how early we are is we're already in achieve mode. Let me give you an example that you'll love. So because of the Nexus Mountain Network, well, recently, my wife, Wendy, uncovered the promotion of pedophilia, rape, and incest at a local high school. So because of the Nexus Mountain Network, we knew who to contact immediately because we were all organized and categorized by these seven mountains. So we reached out to media. We knew how to get in touch with the news. We reached out to people in education. We reached out to on the school board. We reached out to government. We got a hold of lieutenant, reached out to lieutenant governor. And so because of our network of people, we were able to stop the initiative in 48 hours. Wow! In addition to that, we went the next week, went downtown to this auditorium in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a group of us within Nexus gave fiery speeches to the school board that went, the news, it went national. We were all over like, uh, you probably know the Officer Tatum show and Real Voice America. Like while we were down to NRB, we were on those shows talking about those things. And as a result, they the city said, we need a committee right now to deal with this issue. And because of Nexus, we were Christians in society achieving God's purposes. So that's an example of us rallying together of what we're trying to do. It's so much more than an app, but the app is a really good tool to help us. It's so powerful, Chad. And that is, I know, the divine appointment that God has on your life. And it's so exciting. I can't even articulate what I envision for this network. And I'm sure you feel the same, but those of you listening, if you want to check it out, I implore you to do, but it's nexusmountainnetwork.com where you can check it out and even get the app. But I think with that said, I I was going to ask you for an example, and you just gave us an incredible one. (laughs) That's that's what we all need to do to unify as Christians and to make this world a better place. Do you happen to have another example? Just curious. I think one of the things that's really cool is, like we have some friends who recently, with several of them that are in Nexus that ran for political office. So we're talking about the government mountain. And when you do that, man, that is a tough one. The fear of man, the fear of failure, slander, 
Like so much energy goes into that. Rejection can play a role in that. And that is a hard thing. And I admire people for doing it. So we have all these people who run for office. And so what we do is we rally around them. We unify around them. We support them. We go out knocking on doors with them because we know who they are and what they stand for. And together, the Bible says, where there's unity, he commands a blessing. And so we believe that when we unify, those blessings will come. And so that's an example of we know we can go right now into the Nexus Mountain Network app, for example. We can find everyone in this network with a click of a button. You can filter by mountain type. So if we want to know everyone in North Carolina that is in government, you can hit the filter button and it will give you all the people. It'll tell you who they are. It'll give you the information that they want to disclose about themselves. You can send a direct message to them, or they can post, hey, I'm running for state representative of, and we've had it. We've had people run for city council. We had people running for US Congress. We had people running for state representative. We got behind them. I had them on my show to actually cascade their message to the local communities. And that is a venue and a platform that we can do it without being censored as well. So when I post one of their shows on Facebook, no one will see it. They won't. I just did a show with, I did a post with Sean Bowles. I did a show with him and I posted on Facebook and I was like, got no activity. And then, so I did a test and I reposted it in a way where his name wasn't anywhere. Like I had to get creative and all of a sudden you could see the activity go. I was like, okay, clearly shadow ban. And so that's, you don't get shadow ban in Nexus for being a Christian. Okay. I have a, an interesting or kind of tough question here to ask. So how are some of the people vetted or are they? And the reason I even ask is because I think of wolf and sheepskin, right? Okay. This is a, a network of Christian quality people, but are they vetted? I don't know. It's just a question. Yeah, it's a great question. So there's a couple things. We have not done any marketing to grow it. And it's uh, right now it's intentional because we want to grow by quality over quantity. Yeah. So we want to grow by word of mouth where somebody recommends someone else. Awesome. And then, so if they're in the app, you can actually see who they're connected to, who they're following. And if you see something in there, you can reach out to that person and say, Hey, do you know Wendy? And Todd will say, Nope, I don't know Wendy. <laughs> and so she is a bad apple. In their profiles, you can put, they can put their web, like your web address. So you can see what they're doing. And so yeah. it's not perfect. But so far, so good. We've had a couple people in there that were asking for money, but you can't post, you can't, if I become friends with Wendy or Todd or whatever, I can't send you like a porn pic. Right. I don't have the cap- the capability. So it's a, a safer. And then what other thing happens, we have this thing where we self-police it. So if you see a post that's inappropriate or something, you can hit a button and you report it. I'm just thinking again, just how powerful it can be to be an influencer in any one of these seven mountains and to be influenced in the right way within those seven mountains. But it all comes back to what occurred in your life when God answered your question, what am I doing here? And he gave you your purpose and behind you is the placard from your book, Purpose Will Save Your Life. So I just am so encouraged by that. I want to encourage our listeners. It really is imperative that we push deep down into understanding what is God's purpose for my life and then allow him to channel that into these different seven mountains. 
But I want to know, because sometimes this is popularized for really a lot of self-gratification rather than God glorification. So Chad, what do you recommend that as they go through the exercises in your book around the app that they come up, is there like a statement, a purpose statement, a sentence? And if so, what is yours? Yeah, what I do, it's actually, it's pretty cool. I actually leverage technology in my book. And at the end of each chapter, it'd be like a QR code. And so the QR code will take them either to their own worksheet or own exercise right on their phone or whatever it is that we're trying to educate during that chapter. And it's a journey that you get to. And by the end of the book, when you get to the very last chapter, you actually write your own movie trailer about your life. So get you to that point where, and you say, what is mine? I told you mine. (laughs) So mine was that statement that I gave you that God gave me. That was it. And so we teach people how to keep it simple to the point, but we get them, we get them to a place where they have enough information to get there versus just saying, all right, write your movie trailer. I don't know what to write. The previous 15 chapters, you're ready. Mm. And you're like, okay, I got this. I know what I'm supposed to do. And then what it does is, and the the thing of the book says how to find your purpose and what steps to take now. Mm. It's not going to solve all your problems, but it will tell you what to do now to take that next step. And that's really important. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. Chad, we thank you so much for being on your biggest breakthrough. This was very enlightening. We're encouraged. We're just inspired. And I know the listeners are as well. If you could just kind of sum up your life with one word, I know this is one of those fancy little questions that everybody hates, but if you could kind of sum it up in just kind of one or two words, what would you say? I would say my two key messages right now that God's calling me to say is purpose and courage. Don't be afraid. Good. So good. God bless you, Chad. And thank book. you. Yep. Get the book. Get the app. And real quick. Oh, do they go to Nexus Mountain Network to get the book? The easiest way is actually go to your not there. I mean, you can get it there, yep. but go to your either Apple store or okay. your Google Play store and just type in Nexus Mountain Network. It's absolutely free. And you'll see capabilities like Facebook, LinkedIn, podcasting, learning, and et cetera. So that's all you have to do is go to the app store. But they can get the book there? Oh, the book. Yes. Yes. So the book, I'm sorry. I thought you said the app. My bad. So yes, the book can be found at nexusmountainnetwork.com. It can also be found on Amazon. Perfect. All right. Go get the book, everybody. And thank you. God bless you, Chad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. God bless. Wow. That was super fun. Okay. Can you imagine that you're in this place with your life and all of a sudden you're like, God, what do you, yeah. why, why am yeah. I even here? And to hear that kind of a message it makes me wonder to take action on it. <laughs> yeah. I think this is, again, it's just a show of the heart of God's love for us because he does care that we know he right. doesn't want us in the dark, nor do I, do I think he wants us to have to experience a crisis before we start asking that. Good so point. wherever you are in life right now, maybe you are like locked in so perfectly on your purpose. Then I'm just going to invite you to invite others yes. to take that really seriously. Just in casual conversations, just ask, so what do you think your purpose is, you know, for being here? For Why are you taking up space on planet Earth? Yeah. And most people are like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could be instrumental in helping them get to that place. Absolutely. Because as you can hear with Chad, once you know your purpose, Man, you catch fire out. and you give God more breathing room in your life to do what you cannot do. That, that's it. And he's just being obedient and just walking it out, even if yeah. it doesn't make sense. And that's what we have to do. 
So we thank you for tuning in to this episode of I'm sorry, Vegas I downloaded Breaking. the Where'd app. You? I'm just anxious to oh, get to oh, the app. So okay. I'm going to wrap you... it up here because I want to play around. Well, here's how it looks, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If you're on YouTube, Nexus. check it out, Nexus. But yeah, we thank you for tuning in. We are so grateful that you would take the time to spend with us. And if you are looking for maybe a change, a transformation in your own life regarding your health and your well-being, make sure to go to my website, which is wendypet.com. And if you're looking for a mentor, you're a man, a young man that's looking for a You don't even be a young guy. You'll okay, just be, be an old geezer looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, Todd, that's Todd's deal. And you can go to toddisburner.com. And we're just rolling out something. You can come to my website. You can get the free book, <clears throat> What Every Man Needs to Know. And also we're rolling out a course. So we'd love to have you check that out. Please share this episode with somebody yes. that you know would benefit. It's not for us. It's for them. So if you would just take a moment right now and share it. Yes. God bless. See you next time. Head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment. And we would love to dialogue with you there. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.